Welcome to the Dope Black Therapist Podcast. I'm your host, Blaze. Let's get into it. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dope Black Therapist Podcast. I'm your host, Blaze, and I am so excited to have this next guest on. This is this has been my homeboy since high school, freshman year of high school. Two dudes didn't really know each other, and then we became best of friends. So allow me to introduce y'all to Army Sergeant Major and that mofo, my homeboy, Mr. Wayne Jermaine Cruder. What's going on, bro? Hey, I'm good. I'm glad to be here, brother. What's up with you, man? Man, you know, another day, another day in paradise. Just got back from the movie seeing uh this ain't a plug, but I just got back from the movies going to see Creed 3, and it was absolutely amazing, dude. Yeah, that movie's great, man. It was, it was a good it, movie. It was, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I, like, I love the visual storytelling and just the story itself. And, you know, for me, it, to me, I ain't gonna lie, man, it was, it was, it, it's just a sliver above the first Creed. I, and I agree with that. I really do. I agree with that. It was a really good movie, man. So, uh, so yeah, so I think I think Michael Michael B. Jordan is gonna he's gonna be carving his own lane um, as far as directing pretty soon. You know, I think he's gonna get a move away from acting and take over some directing stuff. And you know, if he keeps doing things like if 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 the rest of the movies that he directs comes out like Creed Three did, I think he's gonna be just fine. Yeah, totally agree. All right, totally. all right, man. So, you know, you know how this goes, man. Whenever me and you talk. And I'm gonna let the I'm gonna let the listeners know. <laughs> whenever, <laughs> whenever Jermaine and I, <laughs> whenever Jermaine and I get together to have any kind of conversation, it, it it can go all over the place. And so I'm gonna do my best to try to keep us on task. Uh, but you know we're probably gonna go all over the place with this with this conversation. This is this is what happens when you have real conversations with real friends. And my hope is that even though you hear two friends talking about you know life and just stuff in general that you'll still get something out of it all right so jermaine tell tell the folks a little bit about yourself all right yeah so i'm from uh bun lewisburg area north carolina you yeah. class 98 bun high school all day wildcat yes sir wildcats all day um joined the army right out of high school been in now about 25 years um Got three boys, uh, Tyler, uh, Carlos, and uh, Isaac. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now I'm in uh, good old Kentucky, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bourbon country. And um, I don't know. I think it's probably my last stop, but we'll see. We'll see. How okay. okay. We'll see. He, 
He's been saying it for a long time. <laughs> He's been saying it for a long time, y'all. I ain't, ain't going to lie. He's been saying it for a minute, and I'm not going to believe it until it happens. So uh, I, it's, it's one of the things, man, it's just like you – when we were having conversations way back in high school about – you know what our next steps were. It's like I don't, I don't know about you. I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't honestly, I didn't think that I was going to go to college. I didn't know that I could go to college until I started getting scholarships. And you know, Miss Tracy said, "Oh, Blaze, you're going to go to college, right?" Yeah. And, and then you were started, you started talking about like the military and what the military um, was going to be for you. What was, what was the driving factor for you to actually join the military? Oh, I hated school. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Being honest. laughs> school school was not for me man I, I, didn't, I didn't like homework i didn't like having to get up early and then i in turn joined the military where i get up at four o'clock in the morning you know it made no sense mm-hmm. but uh but i knew i wasn't going to college college wasn't for me right and i knew i didn't want to stay home because no telling what, what i could have got into or turned out to be if i stayed home so right to me the best option was to be for the military I mean, and I believe it or not, the army was not my first, uh, my first choice. Really? Yeah, I tried to get into the Air Force, but the Air Force recruiter blew me off, and the army, like the snakes they are, <laughs> scooped me right on up. And okay. Forty-five years later. Okay, okay, and I don't know if it's my end or your end. You got it. You're a little bit of staticky, so just an FYI. Okay. Um. So, so <laughs> didn't like school. Joined in Air Force was your first choice, and then you know, army just came in and scooped you up. Oh yeah, and here you are, twenty five years later, still doing the damn thing. Yes. yes. Okay. So, hey. and, and like, I imagine, I imagine that decision at the time was a difficult one. To, to join the army? Yeah. Uh, for me, no. Like really? I said, like for me, I, I knew I wasn't going to college, uh-huh. but I knew I, I couldn't stay home and and stay there. So I had to do something. So to me, the military was the best option. Right. Now, I had no intention of staying past. My first contract was four years. Right. And every year you talk to them, I'm getting out, I'm getting out, I'm getting out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here I am 25 years later still in. So, yeah, no, it, it wasn't difficult for me, man. I mean, I really wasn't worried about war or anything like that. I wasn't scared to leave home. It was just I needed something different to make sure that I didn't become a statistic back at home. You know what I mean? Right, right. And and that's one of the things that, you know, I've talked about on the show several times, like where we grew up wasn't always the greatest. And exactly. You know, although we grew up in different parts, um, different parts of the town, it's like we still dealt with similar issues. And yep. and a lot of our a lot of the people that we would roll with, a lot of people that we would hang with didn't make the best decisions as far as what their future could look like. Yeah. And it, it it could have been extremely easy for either of us to fall down those traps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we could we could have easily fell down those tracks and and went the same routes that so many of our friends went through. But instead, we chose to go the opposite way. Yep. We chose to go the opposite way, and it's just like I'm do for what it's worth. I am so proud of you and your damn accomplishments, man. It's just like you wouldn't, you know, I didn't, I I knew, I knew what kind of dude that you were. I knew that you always were going to, you're the type of person who's always going to have somebody's back. You're always going to be there. Your word is your bond when it comes through it. I also knew that you had this determination about you that you, you know, it, it got to a point it's like you didn't really, like you didn't care what people thought. 
you're going to you're going to be you and you're going to make those things you're going to make things happen and i saw that as you got older from high school when you joined the army and just how how quickly you moved through the ranks man yeah uh it wasn't uh it wasn't easy as you make it sound <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh it, it was uh yeah you know i i try to i like you said, I don't care what people think about me. I do what I want to do. Right. I'm going to be mean regardless. Right. And, um, and I think that's where a lot of a lot of uh, people, uh, especially uh, uh, young black men, we, we tend to care what the crowd thinks, what everybody thinks about us, how we're moving, how we're not moving. Right. We get lost in that. Right. But I never really care what people thought about me. I was going to do me no matter what. Right. Right. No, and and I I love I love that you kind of that you brought that up because it got me thinking about, I guess, friendships, vulnerability and what masculinity and all this kind of looks like today. Right. Like speaking like I started the show talking about Creed three. Right. And um, we talked about how amazing that movie was. And you saw how those two those two dudes, they started off as friends. Then shit, you know, went sideways and, you know, ended up, you know, boxing and stuff. Right. So. But then on the outside, you see like the you see pictures of those two actors in public and they're taking pictures of them like, you know, hugging and being close and just like expressing themselves. And when I think when when Michael B. Jordan got his uh, star on the Walk of Fame, you saw uh, Jonathan Majors do a speech and he just spoke just high accolades of Michael B. Jordan calling him my brother and I love him and he's very vocal about their relationship. Right? But yep. then you see other people who kind of clown that. It's like, y'all, no, nah, man, that's, you know, that ain't me. That's, you know, and, and you know, they say that's, they say stuff like, oh, that's gay. Why are they acting like that? And it's just like, and I'm I'm sorry to my LGBTQIA plus uh, listeners. You know, I'm not, no offense or anything like that. But that's how you know, you, people are bringing those things up and that's that's how they respond, right? And there's a lot of closed-minded people who don't understand the value of certain relationships. So just as, as a caveat before I continue, um, they see those relationships and they, you know, they they have these homophobic responses, right? Yep. And it got me to thinking about men, masculinity, and friendships and those relationships, Right. Yep. And I started thinking about our relationship, um, our friendship, because we've been through our fair share of shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we we have we have been through our look, so listen, y'all. So I was pretty popular in school, right? And I, I hung out, me and Jermaine, we you, you pretty much you saw one, you saw the other. So <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I, I remember us going to we went to a birthday party. I, I'm not gonna go. <laughs> we went to a birthday party. Um, we went to a birthday party, and I was dancing with the. I was dancing with the birthday girl, and you know me, Jermaine, and uh, his cousin uh, Ryan, who's also my homeboy. Um, we all went together. Won't <laughs> in our territories. We was in. We was in like Eastern Wake. So you know, you know, we were kind of rivals anyway. So we go up, and I'm dancing with you know. The, the birthday girl or whatnot, right? And her boyfriend is talking about how, you know, he's going to jump on me, how him and his boys going to jump me and everything, not knowing that Jermaine and Ron were right beside him. 
<laughs> how, Jermaine, how Jermaine and Ron were right beside him. They was like, like for folks who don't know, for back home in, in Bun and Lewisburg, you don't mess with a crew. <laughs> <laughs> like like you don't you don't you don't you don't mess with a crew right because like crews can crews can hold their own they got a reputation for scraps and this dude didn't know that so but you know they told me this story afterwards i was like yo it's like for real it's like yeah man we was about to damn we was about to mollywop dude he ain't even know it hey that, that's fun i i remember that so clearly because he was really talking about everybody jump this dude and they know me and ryan <laughs> hey i think you should man go ahead Go for it. We're egging him on. Yeah. We're to see what he was going to do. Yeah. Like you said, below did he know, <laughs> he would have made one step close to you. <laughs> right. Right. And and that's and that's the thing. So, and this is like, we, if, if the shoe was on the other foot, it would have been the exact same way. Oh, right? yeah. And, and, and that's one of those things, man. It's just like you and I, I remember there were several phone calls that you and I had when I was, you know, going through my divorce and you going through your divorce, mm-hmm. um, you know, the things that we said to each other, I remember calling you one night after or, or an intense argument that I had with somebody that I was seeing and you pretty much talked me off the ledge. And there were times where you were having conversations and, you know, I talked you off and this is like, we're sitting there, we're talking to these things. We have this conversation, but it was never like any, there was never any judgment. Right. Right. So, Tell me, like, we have no issues with being vulnerable with each other, right? Right. Why do you think so many black men have issues with being vulnerable with other black men? Because it's, it's the how we're how we're brought up, how we how we were taught as kids. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can't cry, you can't show emotion, you can't um, can't be all close, you know, with, with with other people like that. You know, you gotta hold all that stuff in. You mm-hmm. gotta be a tough guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's one reason why we have uh issues uh expressing ourselves and being vulnerable to other people. But um you know as you get as you get as we got older, well at least for me as I got older and, and got out around the world, you know, I didn't have my my family right there with me and I had a couple friends where I, I, I had to rely on to help me get through stuff and and it, and what I found out is, you know, even though I still do it to this day, uh, I hold stuff in. But when you hold stuff in, that that stuff very dangerous. Yeah, very, very, very dangerous. So you have to find someone or find an outlet that you can get out and and, and talk your ideas or bounce things off of to make it one make something not as crazy as you think you are, and then just get some honest feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and and really, to my opinion, there's no better people to do it with than your real true friends. I mean, right. that's why. You know, no matter where we at in the world, why I'm in the world, I know I can call you. Hey, I need to talk to you, bro. And you gonna answer the phone. We are gonna have a conversation. Yes, and, sir. And vice versa. Yes, I mean, sir. And, and I think everybody needs that. You know, yeah. what I'm we, we have to change the mindset that you can't be vulnerable, or you can't talk about your feelings, you can't express yourself, or if you do, you look weak. You know, what I'm saying, um, uh, maybe you look weak, then I'm weak. I don't care. Once again, <laughs> I, I care less what you think about me. Right. I go say nothing to me. But right, <laughs> right, right, right. You know, it's just you know, they just got to change their mindset for for all all those young black men out there, um, just to be able to open yourself up and um, and just you know get stuff off your chest. You know, yeah. So you don't feel like you're alone in the world. Yeah, I mean, it's it's super important. It's just like I think, like you said, it's it's something that we experience as youth, and we're told all these things. Like you said, don't don't cry, don't talk about it. You know, keep it to yourself or pray about it. Right? Those are oh, those yeah. are. Those are the main ones, right? 
Yep. Um, and you know, that's not enough. It's like, how do we, how do we, you know, how do we teach like our kids now? It's like, okay, you feel this kind of way. Everything that you feel and it doesn't go the way that you want. That's not always anger. Some people don't understand what annoyance looks like. They don't understand what embarrassment feels like. They don't know what those emotions are. Yeah. But they know anger. Oh yeah. They know anger real quick. So they go right to it. It's like, you're not angry, man. You know, you just you you're you're annoyed. You're 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 embarrassed. You're irritable. But why? You know? And another thing that you said was you need to have those outlets, right? What are some out what are some outlets that you have for when you're like say we can't talk or you know, you can't get up with the people that you need to get up with. What are some of the outlets that you have? So for me, it's, it's the gym. Mm-hmm. I, I go lift a little bit. Um, back when I'm on running days, I just go take a little run just to clear my head. Um, now I transition to more about I'll sit there and I'll play Xbox or PlayStation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It kept me decompressed. Right. And to get things off, it helped me clear my mind. Um, and uh, although I know as a physician, you probably won't recommend this, but I also have me a drink from time to time. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for me, it, it mellows me out. Mm-hmm. Drink, drink for me, drinking doesn't get me to uh, go crazy and act different ways. It, it gives me, helps me clear my head. And I was, I'm going to say, I go there and drink bottles and stuff. I'll have a, one drink, two drinks. Right. sit down to relax and be able to meditate and think what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's, those are my outlets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and and to 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 address the the drinking part, it's just like you know, you have control over it. Yes, you know, that's that's one of those things you don't. You know, some people use it as an escape, and they yeah. just let all this stuff go, and it's like it gets bad. So just be mindful of that. Oh yeah. Um. So, um. Yeah, that's that's. I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm just drawing a blank because it's just like you had so many good gems just talking about that stuff and it's just like how come people can't have this conversation you're like what's like what's wrong with having this conversation you know well, like i said man it, it goes back how we were brought up man you know because as a as a as a, uh, as a young kid no one ever told me they was proud of me oh wow you know what i'm saying i mean no, no, i'll take that back let me let me let me, let me clarify no male figure in my family ever told me they were proud of me. Uh. Okay. So, I mean, of course, my mom and my auntie, you know, they were always like, they were proud of me, this, this, and that. But I never had a male figure to tell me they were proud of me. So, to this, to, to this point, to this day, at least every other week, I tell my boys I'm proud of them. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. They're like, for what? Just because I'm proud of everything you're doing. Yeah. It don't matter what. And, 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 and they'll tell me that. That means a lot, you know, that you actually say that. So, mm. I mean... To me, it means nothing. It's nothing for me to say. It costs me nothing. Hurts me. Cause it hurts me. Or costs me anything to say it. But I think they need to hear it mm-hmm. because uh, on me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I was when I was a little younger, I was always searching for that uh, approval from a male figure in my man, and, and I didn't. I never got it. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, and, and that really stuck with me a little bit. You know. Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. I, I, I'm with you on that one, man. That's I don't remember ever hearing that from a male feather figure in my family either. It's oh well, shit, I didn't hear it from my <laughs> I didn't hear it from my from my grandma very mm-hmm. often. 
You know what I mean? I, was, I didn't hear. I, I heard it at. I heard it from teachers. Right. You know. Um, but you want to hear it from the people who are closest to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and like you, I do the same thing with my kids. And now I tell them, like, like my son just got inducted into the beta club. That's awesome. I was like, yeah. I was like, man, I'm so proud of you. I'm so yeah. proud of you. And then when my daughter, when my daughter was the quarterback for her team, you know, she she pretty much said, I want to be the quarterback. And she went out and, and did it. And she was holding her own. She was slinging that thing. I was like, baby, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And, and that it goes a long way. Like you said, it doesn't cost anything. Yeah. It doesn't cost anything. But then we go back to the whole generational thing, man. It's just like yeah. those, our folks, our folks didn't know how important that was. Yes. Because they didn't get it either. Yep. You know, and it's just like, you know, we we take those things that we wish that we would have had as kids and we give them to our children now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's like, and, and this, you know, okay, I didn't get it, but I know how to give it. Yes. You know? Like you said, the, the important thing is to stop in the generational curses yes. that plague us. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing I I, I, I put my word on, man, that for me, my, my generation curse not be passed down to my boys. Right. You know, that they're gonna they're gonna be able to live a uh they're having such things a generational curse. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm, so I'm trying to get them good things to pass on. Not mm-hmm. not not saying everything was bad, but I want them to give them right. a positive outlook on how right. to how to survive in the world. Right, right. Okay. Well, I mean, shoot, and you've actually been around the world, so who better to give that advice and you know what I mean, those lessons. Oh yeah. You know, and, and that's and that's another thing, dude. Is it's like you you've been around the world. I've I, I, I been a couple places. Yeah, you know what you know what's crazy? I was about to say been around the world and now yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been playing uh, hey, t- you know. <laughs> I told you y'all was gonna go everywhere. Um but no, but I mean, but that's the thing though. So you've seen different cultures and see how how different cultures do things, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And you can, it's like, I imagine that you can take a little bit from everywhere. Yes. And, let people, and, let, and show them what it is. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, okay. All right. So is it hard? Is it hard being a father in the army? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Very much so. Okay. I, 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 I was always gone. Yeah. You know, and I, now my boys are older. Um, It, it doesn't sting as much to them mm-hmm. and it's it, but it still stings me mm-hmm. I, I missed out on birthdays uh sporting events uh everything because mm-hmm. i was either stationed way over here or deployed there and i miss a lot you miss right. a lot yeah and i mean and then the, how i got through it was is i tell myself i'm doing this so they don't have to do this crap you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so it make that give them a better life mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i don't want them to struggle the way i struggled coming up Mm-hmm. So that's how I get through it, but yeah, you, it's 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 hard being a um, um, uh, a parent in general in the middle, <laughs> bro. Um, it's just because uh, uh, how you get taught how you get taught in the military is you know mission first, you know what I'm saying, and you know family second. Um, I don't agree with that, and I don't go by that. I believe family first, mission would always get done, right? And, and that's how I try to teach my 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 soldiers as I move forward, man. That. I've never seen a mission fail in 25 years because I decided to take care of our soldiers, make sure they take care of his family. Wow. You know 
So I try to keep that mentality as I continue to progress. I try to teach that to the to the younger guys. Like everything about this mission, man. The mission will take care of itself, man. But yeah, you get if you got say uh, you got Sergeant Sergeant Harris here that's stressing about home. His mind ain't on the mission. He is no good to me. Mm-hmm. So why I'm gonna take him down range for me to get shot up? Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna t- I'm gonna let you stay back, take care of your family, and we're gonna drive on with this mission. Right. And then we'll come back and recycle re- re- it and make sure you're good on, on the back end. Right. So, um, but that, that that goes back to generational stuff in the military too. Mm-hmm. Change the mindsets of all these senior leaders. Because mm-hmm. that's how they got brought up. You know what I'm saying? So my generation of guys were the ones who are trying to change that that uh that mindset that hey, yeah, mission's important, but family still is first. Mm. So that makes me think about uh, the fire department and me being in the fire department. You know, it was it was that man, it's that same mentality. You know, you know, keep home at home, but keep work at work. Right. And it's like, how realistic is that? You know, especially if you're going through you're going through a divorce or you're going through the loss of a of a family member. Yeah. You know, your mind's not in there. It's like with with dealing with the military is like, man, I just lost, I just lost some of my people. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's not supposed to bother me. That's not supposed to, I'm supposed to, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to just like, you know, just keep going. It's not supposed to affect me. I was like, yo, like, you know, it's a big difference. And then, you know, what happens when they leave? And it's just like, you know, when they, when they get out and it's like, I, I look at the, I look at these numbers, what is it? 21 to uh, 22, uh, Vets daily, yeah, 22 a day, yeah, for, for suicide, yeah, like, dude, it's just like so amazing. Like, man, it's, a, it's an issue, right? it is, it's, it it's is. an issue, yes. Suicide is, is a big issue with uh, not only vets, but actual soldiers still serving, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because you gotta understand, we get, we get soldiers from all walks of life, mm-hmm. sometimes it's the first time they go home, mm-hmm. and then they may be from North Carolina, but they station all the way in Korea. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they ain't not gonna come home. Got ticket is like about two thousand yeah. dollars. You know what I'm saying? To come home, they're not gonna fly home for that. Mm-hmm. So then they stuck, and they and then they you're all depressed and sad. And what they want to do is sit in the back the barracks room, and then do the drinking thing, or just get depressed. And that's thing you know, they try to harm themselves. Right. You know what I'm saying, and and that's that's a, that's a big thing we have in the military, man. Right. That, um, they said holiday season is our biggest. Uh, Biggest uptick of suicides in the, in the military, mm-hmm. as, as it is society in general. That's when people get to missing their families, they get depressed, and everything. Mm-hmm. All the emotions go on. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to combat that. Other than you have to constantly check on your people. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You have to just sometimes a phone call, you know, mm-hmm. so a text message. Hey, how you doing, man? It's checking on you. Yeah, that stuff, that stuff does wonders. Yeah, it does. It's been plenty of times, you know, that I've gotten a text message. I'm like, damn, I need that text message. Yeah. It was, I was getting, I was a hard time today. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just we gotta do better. I think we as a society right. have to do a better job on checking on people, man, and not blowing stuff off. Or he just got an attitude. He acting funny today, or what? Right. Nah. Sometimes people really got stuff going on, man. And you just need to have a. You got to take some, take some time for yourself. Like and it takes you more than five seconds. How are you right. doing today? Right. And that one statement right there can save a person's life, man. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things, man, I always preach. And, and you know this, I always say, know your people. Mm-hmm. Know your people. Like, you'll know, you, you, like, you'll know how your people are feeling based on what they post on social media. 
yeah. if they post if they post all the time and then they stop posting all of a sudden, yeah. or they start posting these cryptic messages yeah. or whatnot, or you know if they usually text you or call you every day and then all of a sudden they just drop off. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like it's it's little things like that that can that can really like let you know it's like oh shoot maybe I do need to check on them and see what's going on with them. And then yeah. there are going to be some people who are always tired of being the person that's reaching out. You know, yes, yes. It's okay for you to be the person to reach out. One of the one of the things that I that I appreciate about you is just like you'll you'll just send me like you said you send me a random text. You good, cuz? Yep. And it's just like you know, and and I'm I'm very honest. It's like I tell you, so I, I tell you, yeah, man, I'm great. I was like, man, excuse me, I'm having a I'm having a shitty day. Yeah. You know. Excuse me, and I was like, "We'll sit there, and we'll like." So, what's going on? You got some time to talk, and 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 we've both done that for each other. Yep. Like, and 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 that's the that's the thing about having a friendship like ours. It's like it doesn't matter what time of day or night it happens. If we need the other person, and we know that that person needs to talk or get some stuff off the chest, we are there for each other. Yes. You know, I remember. I think we've talked like to like four o'clock in the morning one night. And we have <laughs> <laughs> it's like at four o'clock in the morning. And no, no, both of us got to be at work. Exactly. It's like, man, we are not twenty five anymore. It's going to be a whole lot of coffee going on. But it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's going to be a whole lot of coffee. Just, like, just give me the IV right now. <laughs> <laughs> a lot so, of coffee and Red Bull going on. Exactly. And I mean, but that's the thing, though, man. So it's just like, you know, there's nothing wrong. With having those people that you can count on, that you can rely on, when you need them, there's nothing wrong with being with being vulnerable. I, I, I remember it was a conversation that I, that you and I had uh, not too long ago, and I was I was upset about it because it's just like one of the things I am very comfortable with who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm very comfortable with who I am. It took me a while to get to this place, right? It took me a while because unlike you, I care about what people say. Right, because it's a it's a it's a big thing, and it's like I'm getting better about it, you know. And um, I had this conversation about you know uh, sexuality and how comfortable I am with who I am. It's just like I have I can appreciate a good looking person. It's like I say, hey man, look, that's a good looking dude, or man, look at his shoulders, or just just as much as I can say, hey, look at that young lady, uh, she is absolutely beautiful. You know, I have no. I have no issue stating that or saying that I can appreciate that because a mm-hmm. lot of people, uh, uh, a lot of people work hard to get the bodies that they have. Especially, I go to the gym. I say, man, I tell dudes, I say, man, your arms are like jacked. Yeah. And the same thing is, I, I've been pulled to the side. Say, like, man, your back is huge. And I was like, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, look at what? How much do you bench? I said, I don't bench as much as you, but you know, it feels good to get a compliment like that. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's the thing is, it's like I, we had this conversation about how people are so closed minded. It's just like how people think it's like, oh, you are a, homophobic comments, like we said earlier. Yes. And then about how it's just like, why does it have to be such a big deal? Like what what I'm doing or what these other people are doing in their life does not affect me in a negative way. Exactly. They're not. They're not. <laughs> It don't they're affect not, you they, at all. Yeah, it's <laughs> not one. Why, bit. Does it, why does it matter? They, they're, they're not. They're not taking money out my pocket. Yep. They're not taking food off my table. They are not paying any of my bills. 
so what's the issue? Why does it affect you so much? And we had this conversation and I was sitting there, I was just like, man, it's like, and, and you told me, it's just like, I, I told you, I told you in the beginning, I said, I just needed to vent. Mm-hmm. And you just let me go off. Yeah. You just let me go off. And I, and I tell people, it's just like, sometimes you have to tell people what you need. Yeah. Or, and it's just like, and then other times you have to be like, hey, do you just need to vent or do you want advice? Absolutely. You know, and I think we have to have that wherewithal to be able to actually tell the difference. And sometimes, I think sometimes you and I, you and I have sat in silence, just sat there, just was being present for each other. Yeah. And, and like, dude, I, I appreciate you and our friendship so much because you have, well, even back in schools, like you've kept me out. You kept me out of a lot of trouble. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> Did I? Yeah, I said I can say the same for you, man. Yeah, because it was more. You kept me out a lot of shit mm. because, it, and, and I tell and I tell you this, I've said this to you before, and I say it all the time. You probably one of the best person people I know in general. Mm. Best, just because you are just you are you have a, a good heart. You care about people, man, and you try to make everybody feel welcome and and, and help mm. help them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody don't do that, man. Right. And then you always striving to be 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 good at what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know. Whether when you was a counselor, now you you were when you was a firefighter, now you're doing the therapy thing, right? You just you put all you got into it, man, and and that's like that's amazing because everybody don't do that, man. Right, right. And you're willing to help anybody and talk to anybody about anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, man. And then and and I I get a little upset with you sometimes. Uh oh. And I, 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 I ain't never said this to you before, but I'm gonna say it to you now. That's so, okay. Every, look, everybody getting this. It's exclusive. So it's it's because I feel like, and um, right by you doing that, you put yourself on back burner a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And 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 that that's not good. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta put me first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you getting better at doing that now. Though. Oh yeah. You, you are. You definitely are. It's really hard. <laughs> it's, 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 it's really hard. It's hard because you how you are as a person. Yeah. So you genuinely care about each and every person you meet and, and what happens to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you care if, if they if they're making it, they're good. Where you know somebody like me, I feel like man, fuck them. It, that, it, it, <laughs> keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? But you know, yeah. At the same time, but because I'm I'll make sure I'm good no matter what. Right. You know what I'm saying? But not said I put I put myself first a lot, and you don't do it. It's my thing. You don't do it enough. Right. No, you no, you're absolutely right. And that's 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 definitely something that I can own. You know, it's it's one of those things that it's 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 how I've been for so long is really difficult for me to get out of that. Yeah. You no, know, you know, and it's just like I have started to put myself first and you know, that's how I mean let's let's be real, man. It's just like when I started focusing on me, mm-hmm. you know, I got the website done. I got the I got the you know the the business going. I put in that 30 day notice. I you know I did all these things to get to where I am because I started focusing on me and, and stopped trying to be everything for everyone. Yes. And and that's the thing, is like it's not a it's not a bad thing to be empathetic and have some compassion, but it's also important to have those boundaries in place so that you can 
pour into you as much as you pour into other people. And I've, I've said that several times in this in this podcast, it is extremely important. You have to pour as much into you as you pour into other people. And Absolutely. that does not make you selfish for doing that. So, right. You know, so, um, so yeah, so thank you for that. See, so did y'all, did y'all see that exchange? He told me, he told me something that I needed to work on. I ain't asked for it. I didn't get upset about it. I acknowledged it and I admitted that there was an issue. So that's how friendship works. Excuse me. So I've been drinking a lot of water today and this whole this whole thing has just been messing me. I've been drinking water and, and been sneezing. I'm surprised I ain't sneezed yet because these this pollen down here in North Carolina, y'all, is beastly. And it's, it's been a whole lot of stuff going on. So I'm doing everything to keep every sneeze and cough and throat scratch to myself so I won't it don't come over so loud on the on the podcast. So um but, but it'll be all right. That, yeah, yeah, potink tink. Um, but no man but but that's the thing though so that's we pretty much modeled how we can express ourselves to the people that's close in our lives yeah so all right so switching switching gears a little bit um so we have we've talked about vulnerability we've talked about being there for each other um we've talked about what that relationship looks like and breaking generational curses right um we talked about the impact um mental health may have in the military so what what are some things that we can do as civilians to actually help when it comes to our family members who return home i just check on them Mm -hmm. you know i'm saying i mean you you know your people Yep. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. We when we go off to the military, we change a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we become our own person. We adapt to military life. Right. But check on your people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And checking on them mean call them, asking like, how many people you killed? Nobody will hate. It. We hate that. That's the one question we hate more than anything <laughs> else. Don't ask how many people you killed. Because chances are, most 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 of us, we haven't seen no combat like that, mm-hmm. where we had to actually, you know, shoot at somebody. Mm-hmm. However, we've been probably been shot at or sitting mm-hmm. around catching mortar rounds, but we don't want to have to ask ask no question about how many people you killed. Why is that important? Right. You know what I'm saying? Ask me how I'm doing. Yes. What's what's going on with you? Do you need yeah. anything? You know what I'm saying? That that means more to me than you ask me how many people I killed. Right. And I get it. Sometimes little kids do it. The kids gonna say what they want to say, but when adults do it, it irritates me so bad. Right. And then I you know I'm I'm very smart smart uh, smart Alice. I'm a smart ass. So, I'll be like, so sometimes I answer them back and I, and I and I get them thinking. I'll be like, I'm 20. I'm working in 21. And mm-hmm. I look at them. And they walk away from me. Yeah. But it's just, you know, we don't want to hear that crap, man. We Ask us how we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Go yep. down to your local uh, VFW, man. Talk to those vets. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Take time to actually talk to vets. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because most vets, they just want to talk. Right. You know, so they just want to sit there and, and, and they'll tell you about stuff that happened to them. 30, 40 years ago, and just want to get stuff, just his spot, listen to him. That's all they care about. Mm-hmm. That's all they care about, man. And just mm-hmm. just, just talk to the vets, man. Mm-hmm. And that's how I think civilians can, can help. Right. Uh, help our, help with veterans and with suicide. Right. Uh, it's just, it's one of the things, man. If you got a vet in your family who's, because a lot of vets, 
prior to uh, Desert Storm. Yeah, Desert Storm. They didn't really care if they didn't get taken care of like they should have with the VA. So you got vets, you know, family that they are vets. Make sure they in, 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 in tune the VA. Make sure they get all the system they're supposed to get. There's certain things they're supposed to get because they are vets. Mm-hmm. But a lot, a lot of family members, uh, a lot of people don't vets don't get it because when they got the military, like man, screw the military. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. done with that crap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Case of I got an uncle right now. He did six years in the military and got no support from the VA the whole time he's been out. He's been out since '83. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying to help him get his stuff together. So he can get the benefits that he's supposed to get because he served those six years honorably. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just just check on check on people, man. Check on the vets. Talk mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. Have a conversation with them. Right. Because you believe it or not, most vets will tell you stuff without you asking. Right. It's just by you asking them how you doing. Right. You just gotta listen. Listen right. to what they say. Right. No, no, I get that, man. It's just like I'm I'm thinking about me as a. Uh... As as the dope black therapist and actually speaking with Bess about what they have going on and it's just like for me, just like the way I approach any of my first responders, I go after the trauma. Yep. You know because you know being like you 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 talked about it earlier, man. Someone from North Carolina being stationed in Korea and not having their family and not being able to come home, dude, that's traumatic. Very very traumatic. You know, and not not just that, but just like you know, being around people, um, being around people, you know, and seeing getting close and forming these relationships, you know, one day and then another day not seeing them anymore. Yep. You know that's traumatic. You know, and it's just like you hear all of these things, and it's just like people, you know, people don't understand how you know the popping of a balloon or or fireworks or how you know you know just loud just loud sounds in general can be traumatic for people coming home mm-hmm. you know people don't know how to do that stuff man it's just like you know i i, I don't know that, they don't know how to do it but then they turn around and say oh that that dude crazy yes oh my god no, no. we ain't crazy man that it, you're right it really does something to like for me i have a problem with fireworks mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i mean and then I lived in I lived in Okinawa. They set fireworks off every Saturday night at seven thirty, but no one told me this. Right. So the first time I heard it, I, I kind of had an episode. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, what the what the freak is going on? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then I, I'm like, ain't no weapons in Japan, so what's going on right now? I'm confused. Right. They had explained to me, oh, this happens every week. So I had to set my alarm on my phone every week to remind me that in about five minutes the fireworks about to go off. Right. So I didn't flip out. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not that we, we crazy or nothing wrong with us, man. That when you when you living up living living overseas and deployed in certain areas and you catching water rounds, freaking uh every day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? that's 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 it's a very traumatic event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then especially when you when you when you back home and you let your guard down. Yep. Because you home, you think you're supposed to be safe here yep. in the United States. And then that's, that crap happens again. Yeah, it can be a traumatic event. Yeah, yeah. So, and and that's the thing, though. So, like, he's he he's dropping gems for everybody here. So, like, letting you all know, like, what the deal is and the things that we can do to actually support our family and our friends who are returning home. Some of the things that we might not even consider, you know, 
he's letting us know what we can do to actually support and actually going down and talking, you know, talk to the guys at the, at the local VFW. That's, that's huge. Like that's, that's huge. So how many times, you know, it's, it's one thing to, to talk about. It's another thing to be about it. Yep. So, okay. Okay. Man, you got any other gems you want to drop to people? Anything, any, any word you want to lead the folks with? Um, I would like to say this, man, for you, man, I, I am proud of you, brother. Uh-huh, thank I'm you. proud of everything you have done, everything you accomplished, and everything you continue to accomplish within your, in your life, man, and your career, and your, and your family, man. You are an inspiration. I kid you not, man. Uh, well, I appreciate that, bro. And uh, you motivate me to be a better person every, t- every time I, 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 I talk to you and then I see you post, I'm like, damn. They said it again, man. I got to get better, man. I got to get better. I get, I get better. <laughs> That's what I say. I kid you not, man. I say it every time, man. But you are definitely one of the best people I ever met, ever know. And, and, and I'm, I'm proud to call you brother, cuz, family, all yeah. that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, I I feel the exact same way, dude. I'm I'm, I'm proud of all of your accomplishments. All that. I can't even talk. All of your accomplishments, man. And just like, you know, just... I don't know, dude. I, I love seeing. I love seeing how well you're doing. I love hearing you talk about your future. I love hearing you talk about your boys. I hear. I love hearing, you know, just the conversations about what's going on back home. Um, and just, dude, I, I love you, dude. I, I love you, dude. That's that's bottom line. Same here, brother. Yeah, man. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about your future. So, um, man, we could we could sit here and we could talk. We could talk all day long. Uh, we could talk and just have these conversations, y'all. But I'm not gonna do that to y'all. We're gonna um wanna go ahead and wrap this this episode up. But in case you didn't already know, you are loved, you are valued, and you are dope as hell. And we'll see you on the next go round. Peace. Peace.